Nazareth. Jesus of Nazareth. Nazareth is a name that we all know. Nazareth is a town that was very small in Jesus' day, in the hilly section of western Galilee. It was mostly made up of subsistence farmers and maybe a few shops and some working people. If it wasn't for Jesus, we've never heard of Nazareth. That's why disciple Nathaniel's question is so memorable. Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Today, in modern Israel, Nazareth is a bustling city, still in western Galilee, obviously. Homes, shops, churches, and mosques are all squeezed in amidst the hills. And the narrow streets of Nazareth are crowded with scooters and cars and buses and people. And it is a city populated today mostly by Muslims and Christians. And the town is dominated by the gray dome of a particular church, the Basilica of the Annunciation, which is at the top of one of the major hills in the middle of the city of Nazareth. Some of us from this church family visited the Basilica of the Annunciation on the interfaith trip to Israel about 20 months ago. This basilica, completed in 1969, is built on the ruins of other churches that go back as far as the 3rd and the 4th century. The Basilica of the Annunciation is a massive, impressive structure. But what makes it most unique, the walls all around this massive basilica and actually the walls all around the outer wall of the courtyard are all filled with depictions of Mary. Numerous portraits from around the world given by countries, Mary, Jesus' mother. This sacred place is a reminder of the widespread and worldwide affection for Jesus' mother. And then, deep in the grotto of this huge basilica, as low as you can get in this massive structure, is a unique inscription, and it's in Latin, which says, The Word became flesh here. So listen to the gospel story. It comes from Luke chapter 1. The Annunciation. In the sixth month of the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. The virgin's name was Mary. And Gabriel came to her and said, Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was much perplexed by his words and pondered what sort of greeting this might be. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great 
and he will be called Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I am a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son. And this is the sixth month for her, who was said to be barren. For nothing will be impossible with God. And then Mary said, Here I am, servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. And then the angel departed from her. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So you can see why Nazareth, this little teeny insignificant town, gained some notoriety the passage says and Luke always loves the details the passage says that God is not far off and removed and indifferent to human life and the world God the God of the universe in a certain time the sixth month sent an angel Gabriel to a particular location, Nazareth, and a particular person, Mary, with a very specific and world-altering message. It's known as the Annunciation. And it's not just an announcement about something happening. It is a very specific message that is going to alter the whole world. The Annunciation is the affirmation that a new world order is coming into being. God's order. God's ways. And they are to reign forever. That's the message. It's a proclamation that the world is on now a new trajectory in the coming of Jesus, the Word made flesh, a trajectory toward the reign of God, the commonwealth of goodness and hope and peace and light in the world. So listen again to the parts of this story. The angel Gabriel comes to Mary. Our translation from the Greek has Gabriel speaking these words. Greetings, favored one. The Lord is with you. That phrase really doesn't convey the depth and the breadth of all that is happening here. Sounds more like an alien jumping off a spaceship and saying, Greetings, favored one. But Gabriel's words, actually, to Mary, are really powerful and so very important because the Greek words are just loaded with love, with affection, with grace, with compassion, with care. And that doesn't really come through in those few words, greetings, favored one. The angel actually conveys how much God loves Mary, how confident God is 
in Mary. How filled with possibility Mary is because she can be God's agent in the world. The Lord is with her. The Lord will care for her. The Lord will sustain her. All of that is conveyed in this message. She's not just favored. She's chosen. She's not just called. She's filled with God's Spirit. She's not just an agent of God in the world, but totally sustained in every step with God's care. All of that is in that message. And then Gabriel goes on to explain what is to happen. And that's a good thing because it says Mary is pondering and perplexed by all of this, which is totally understandable. Gabriel says first what angels always say. Do not be afraid. And then he sums up everything that God is doing in this moment and going forward says, Mary will become pregnant. The Most High God will become a human. Mary will bear a son. His name will be Jesus, which means God saves. A more appropriate name could not have been imagined. Through Jesus, we will find life. And it's not just a way to live. It is a way to fullness, a way to peace, a way to God's commonwealth, God's goodness, God's care, God's hope, God's justice in the whole world. Gabriel is the messenger of God who announces God's plans for the world. Do not fear. God cares so much that God comes in Jesus. He comes to save, and his kingdom will be forever and ever Mary is a huge part of this venture, this new world order that's being announced in Nazareth. This is a great story. No wonder the inscription is there on the grotto. It's been there a long time, deep in the grotto of the Basilica of the Annunciation. The word became flesh here. And it's an announcement not only for that time, but, friends, for our time. The Most High God becomes a human. Jesus comes to save us. He is the way, the hope, and the life for all, and His reign, His commonwealth, will be forever and ever. We need to hear this message again in these days. I certainly need to hear this message in these days, especially now as we await and anticipate some relief from this pandemic. Do not be afraid. The Most High God comes among us. God comes to save us. We need to hear this message, especially as we have so much unease and uncertainty among us the proud boys showing up with terror in our streets continuing concerns about our democracy ongoing worries about the future of our common life together do not be afraid the most high God comes among us to save us and his reign will be forever and ever we need to hear this message, especially as we long for justice, 
and calm and joy to emerge in our land? Can we have equal justice for all? Can we find a way toward better housing for everyone, better education for everyone, better hope for all God's children? Can we stop killing each other? The Most High God comes to save us, and He shall reign forever and ever. This is Gabriel's message. That's the message of the Annunciation. God's new order comes into the world. Gabriel appeared to Mary in Nazareth. The Word became flesh there. And now we might ask, did this really happen? Could this have happened? You know, all the stories that we have of Jesus emerged as people experienced him, as people heard his teachings and saw his miracles and felt his presence and found inspiration for their ways. As he moved around the region, people were so helped and so touched by Jesus and his ways. And eventually, people uh, wrote down what he said. They wrote down what he did. This is where the four Gospels come from. Some decades after Jesus' life and teachings, some four decades after his death and resurrection, the written accounts, the good news of Jesus Christ, the Gospels emerged. This particular story about Mary and Gabriel, the Annunciation at Nazareth, somehow found its way into Luke's gospel story of Jesus. Maybe it happened exactly like this. Maybe it was something else that happened, like perhaps a powerful dream that Mary had and she shared it with others. But here's what we know. Mary was a very young woman, a teenager, with no connection to anyone from an insignificant place whose life became deeply tied to Jesus, Son of the Most High God, who came to save, whose reign is forever and ever. And here's what else we know with the encounter with Gabriel, who tells Mary that she's found favor with God. Mary says, Here I am, servant of the Lord. You know, she she was free to say no, and she said yes. It had to be the power of the Holy Spirit at work in and around her. She doesn't ask Joseph for permission. That would have been certainly remembered and written down in a patriarchal society. She doesn't say to Gabriel that she needs to consult with her father before she can agree. That would have been expected in that culture. She agrees to be the servant of the Lord. Someone with really no power agrees to bring the powerful into the world she says, let it be with me according to your word. Who knows if it happened exactly like this story, but Mary, maiden girl from Nazareth, becomes a key player in the coming and promised reign of God in the world. 
when we know about the greatness of Jesus, when we know about his transformation of the world through his teachings and his love, his deeds and actions, the annunciation only helps us appreciate more how significant Jesus intends to be for the whole world. When we know that Jesus' coming intends to change the whole world, it makes sense that his coming was announced, the Annunciation to his mother Mary, and everything about Mary was transformed along the way, just as we're all intended to be transformed when Jesus confronts us. You know, it's always rooted in trust, isn't it? Could Mary trust what God planned for her? Could Mary be used by God for God's promised coming? Could she trust that, the commonwealth of God into the world, and she's a part of it? Well, from all that we know, Mary trusted, and Mary became servant of the Lord. And when we, like Mary, can say yes to God, everything about us will also be changed. In fact, when we, as we see with Mary, can say yes to God, we just might hear Gabriel's final message spoken to Mary for our very lives. Nothing will be impossible with God. Nothing will be impossible with God. Imagine that. It is not ever up to us to figure everything out, it is always up to us to be open and to be faithful to all that God is doing in and through and around us. It's not ever up to us to figure out all the mysteries of life, past, present, or future. It is always up to us to be open to be faithful to God who comes among us in Jesus, who calls us to love and serve with all that we have and all that we are, who works in and through us to promote the healing of the world, the commonwealth of God. Annunciation. Nothing will be impossible with God. May it be so. Hallelujah. Amen. Let us pray. Move in our midst, holy God. Speak to us in ways that get our attention. Teach us not to fear, but to live with courage and commitment. We seek to follow Jesus Christ, Savior of all. Amen.